0: up the move, here's Cavani Manchester United have the lead they've turned another one round, at the end of some gorgeous rat attack football Oscar watches it over the line, and Manchester City have their lead, and this is dangerous now, it's Riyad Morris! oh that's a smashing finish crazy, chaotic but hugely meaningful a ice call We're back in towards Diop this is The Talking League. Hey, what's up you guys and welcome back to another episode of The Talking League. Feels really good to be behind the camera and microphone once again and coming back to you with another episode. We know that it's been ages since uh, Ashi, Jared or myself have sat and done anything, especially with JVW. But it seems like we're gonna slowly but surely get back into the swing thing. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And on that note, I'd like to let you know that today's episode is proudly sponsored by Sneakers and More. Now, everyone once in a while wants to go out and spoil themselves and sometimes more than others. So why don't you head over to Sneakers and More and get yourself some awesome, awesome kit, whether it's gonna be hoodies, sneakers, heels, uh, training outfits, the works have got them all. So they've got the brands like narc filler adidas puma and there's just so much more so what i'm going to do is am going to drop off their link in the description box below and in order for you to qualify for 20 percent discount all you need to do is watch this video which you're doing already like the video and subscribe to our channel once you do that screenshot that and send it through to sneakers and more when placing your order and they will give you 20% off your order which i think is a very good deal in fact i'm actually wearing one of their hoodies right now and a pair of their Nike sneakers but i'm not going to be lifting my legs i'm to show you the Nike sneakers and of course and always kitted out by JVW so if you haven't got any of your JVW merchandise yet please head over to their website and their store and place an order and get kitted out and support the biggest and the best women's football brand in South Africa right Let's jump straight into today's show. So I'd like to just uh, start off the show by doing a position recap of the Premier League and whether I think some teams underperformed or overperformed. And if we're going to look at the top, Man City winning the league. um, If I'm looking back on it now, Liverpool won last season and especially with City's current form, you would expect them not to take it laying down and not go and challenge for the title, which they did successfully this season. Um, I think it helped along with the, the fact that Liverpool had so many injuries in the beginning of the season, and this gave a bit of a lift to Man City, in hopes and inspirations to go and win the league. So, I think I don't want to say they overperformed or underperformed. I just feel like it was written in the cards or in the stars for City to win the league. Uh, second on the log was um, Man United, and um, they finished with seventy four points, which to me I think they personally overachieved, and it's a great achievement for them nonetheless. Um, obviously, uh, not necessarily a big United fan either. However, I think they did fantastic with the squad they, they've got. Um, some of the players overperformed. I mean, not overperformed, but like really did well. If you look at Luke Shaw, uh, we always know he's been a talented player. And this season, he had a fantastic season. And, um, of course, they were always helped out by Bruno Fernandes, um, one of my players I can't Dad. Um, he produces the numbers and he's a damn good player. But man, there's just something about this guy I don't like at all. But nonetheless, I think uh, Man United did better than I expected. And I'm sure non-United fans will agree with me that they actually did better than expected. Sitting in third was Liverpool. Now, I mean, we, not, we need to look back at the table a couple months back and Liverpool looked like they were destined to finish maybe between 6th to 10th on the log. However, uh, they had a real strong finish to the season. They came back. They put some good results together back to back. And they ended up finishing a solid third. So I think they did fantastic. Um, it was always going to be difficult after winning the league to retain the league. But secondly, with all the injuries they had at centre-back. I mean, at one stage, they had two sentiments playing as their centre-backs. So I think they did really fantastic. And um, I think a lot of people attributed it to Virgil van Dijk being injured. I don't buy into that theory just because one player doesn't make a team let's just be honest however he's a very influential player and i think once he was out injured other players couldn't step up into that mold so it was rather disappointing to see that the other senior players couldn't step up however they all rallied they got together and Jurgen Klopp got his well-deserved third place finishing up in fourth was Chelsea um, also I don't know how I feel about that really whether they overachieved or underachieved I think there was probably a fair result at the end of the day um, going into the last game of the season they really desperately needed a win but a loss did it for them they lost 2-1 to Aston Villa and they finished in solid third position finishing in fifth place was Leicester City now I know there's a there's not a big following of Leicester fans here in South Africa that I'm aware of. I know there is a lot of Leicester fans, however, I just think as football fans in general, we did not see Leicester City doing that well. But in saying that Leicester City were always, you know, in the top three, top four of the, the, the league for majority part of the season, and unfortunately they bottled it, I personally think they bottled it. There was a good shout for them to finish second or third. They ended up finishing 5th, so I think that was a little bit disappointing for them. And um, on reflection, overall good season. I mean, they they won the FA Cup final, so that was fantastic. They got a trophy. However, 5th place, I think they could have finished a bit better from where they were sitting earlier on. So in 6th place was West Ham. Now, definitely overachievers, let's just be honest. Another rival club to Tottenham, so of course I can't stand them at all. However, a fantastic uh, performance from them this season, David Moyes getting the players to really play. Uh, Thomas Surchak did extremely well. Um, In fact, I'd say their whole squad actually chipped in really well. And I think uh, Jesse Lingard joining them in the mid transfer window gave them a massive boost and uh, really helped them push for top aspirations. They they bottled, not bottled it, but they fell off a little bit towards the end of the season. And I think there was a, a possible shout for them to finish fourth. Um, However, in my honest opinion, at one stage I did say uh, to a couple of mates of mine that I don't see them maintaining that momentum and finishing top four just because it's unfamiliar territory for them. So sixth place, I think it was pretty decent. We look at seventh place, (laughs) uh, my Tottenham Hotspur. Now going into the season, I might sound a bit biased just because it is my team that I love so much. The going into the season i had massive aspirations for the team especially for mourinho having a full um what's the word i'm looking for pre-season under his belt with the team he could get the players to play his style of football which some might say is negative ir- ir- irregardless um we were top of the log guys we were top of the log we were flying real high and i think it was the liverpool game that we lost and since then we just went on a slip, and there was no brakes on that call whatsoever it was heading Smack into a wall, and the fact that we finished still seventh, I think, was hell of an impressive. But still, a damn disappointing season by Tottenham standards, especially with the likes of Kane, Son, and Bale um, up front. I mean, who wouldn't want that front three of players? But unfortunately, things just didn't turn out for us defensively. We were poor, and um, yeah, you know, unfortunately, the soft spine of Tottenham showed again, and we finished seventh. In saying that. Surprise, surprise, you finished eighth? <laughs> Arsenal, that's you. You guys finished below us once again. <laughs> and um, it's always bragging rights for St. Tottenham Day when Arsenal finished below us, so that was fantastic. As poor as our season was, we still finished above the Gunners. So overall, I think that was a, a great achievement. Um, but yeah, Arsenal finished damn strong. I mean, they lost five games, they won. They really pushed for it which was interesting because they got a bit lost, and especially when Mbaba Yan signed his new contract, he just seemed to go off the pace completely and fall off. So that was rather interesting. Uh, Rounding off ninth and 10th was Leeds and Everton, respectively. I think Leeds uh, did fantastically well. They started off the season with a ban. Um, Everyone was talking about the exciting, expansive football they played, but always found themselves open up at the back. But I think there was a bit of naivety and... um, Premier League nerves for the first time coming back team. And then 10th was Everton, which to my Everton friends out there, I think you might have been disappointed with that finish. However, top 10, yeah, pretty decent with Carlo Ancelotti. You think they would have finished higher, especially the opening game of the season when they played Tottenham and they beat us. I think it was 2 1 or 2 0. I can't remember. It was 38 games ago, so it was a long time ago. But um, yeah, you thought with that victory, they got some good games. James Rodriguez was firing all cylinders, him and Sigurdsson were doing really well, and Calvert-Lewin, but unfortunately, they only finished 10th. So obviously we have the trophies that were up for grabs this season, so a massive congratulations uh, to Chelsea Football Club for winning the Champions League on Saturday. It was a fantastic performance, they outclassed City um, and outscored them completely, so I think that was really awesome. But a massive congratulations to Man City for winning the Carabao Cup against Tottenham. And of course, for winning the Premier League, which is, I know some people say Champions League is the ultimate prize, but for me, I'd still say the Premier League is the ultimate prize. I mean, you've proven yourself over 38 games overseas, a long, grueling season full, 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 full of injuries, ups and downs, and we know that the Premier League is the hardest and most competitive league in the world. In saying that Champions League, you're playing against the best of the best in Europe. So, Overall, well done to Man City for winning the uh, Carabao Cup as well as the Premier League. And then of course, we can't forget old Leicester. Leicester City beating Chelsea in the FA Cup final. That was a fantastic game. I think they also actually outclassed Chelsea in that game. And had they not have done that, I don't know if Chelsea would have had the motivation to go on and win the Champions League. So well done to Leicester City. So now we go on to the individual awards for the season. And the golden boot winner was, <laughs> harry kane can you freaking believe it no of course you can't believe it harry kane the third time winner of the golden boots what a fantastic achievement the man had a mad mad season in a poor poor tottenham team so well done to harry kane um he actually just got his new designer boots i'm not too sure if you saw it on instagram with three little golden boots embroidered or printed on the side of the boots so with the season each had he won those uh, golden boots in so fantastic Winning it with 23 goals, it was really awesome. I mean, if we just go down the list, here, second on the on the Golden Boot chase was Mo Salah, finishing on 22 goals, so he was just round right behind Harry, and third was Bruno Fernandez, my dear friend, on 18 goals. Fourth was Patrick Bamford from Leeds with 17, um, and Hyunmin Son was actually tied with Bamford for 17 goals, so pretty decent return for him as well. And then rounding up on top six was Dominic Calvert-Lewin with 16 goals. We're going to move over now to the assists for the season. And the most assists went to Harry Kane as well. So, like I said, top goal scorer, top assists. um, Fantastic season by Harry Kane. He was phenomenal. And I, I think one thing that people don't give Mourinho credit for was allowing Kane to come play deeper in some of the games and that allowed him to get on the ball more and... You know, if you've been unbiased now, and you've just been an honest football fan, you cannot doubt Harry Kane's passing ability. The man has got mad vision. He can hit a long ball or through ball, keep it nice and short and play a good one-two and knock it off. The man was just incredible. And he won the most assists for the season with 14 assists. Right behind him was Bruno Fernandes in second place with 12 assists. Third, well, actually, I lie. apologies. Tied second was Kevin De Bruyne and Bruno Fernandes. Um, so both top quality players there. Fourth place was Jack Grealish from Aston Villa. Also on 10 assists, which was mighty impressive. And, you know, I think if bigger teams are going to go in for Jack Grealish's season, they're going to have to fork out the money for that player because he's hell of a talented, even though sometimes it looks like he doesn't wear shin pads. Then we're looking at tied fourth the game was Son, once again, like I say, Son had a fantastic season as well with Harry Kane. And if you look at Kane and Son, in the like top six for goals and assists in the season you wonder what went wrong for tottenham and like i said it just boils down to unfortunate errors in defense and silly errors at that if we're gonna go now and look at the golden glove um edison winning that with 19 clean sheets 19 clean sheets that means half of the games of the season he kept a clean sheet that's an incredible feat and um Obviously, a know it's a bit cliche and a bit obvious, but if you keep clean sheets and you score goals, you get the three points and it showed. So well done to Edison. In second place was Mendy from Chelsea with 16 clean sheets and then Martinez with 15 clean sheets, which is rather impressive finishing off in third place for Aston Villa. Now, it wouldn't be a football podcast if we did not talk about Jose Mourinho. So a lot of people have been chatting to me. I mean, obviously, I'm a Spurs fan and... Um, I've never made my feelings disguised about it. I think Jose Mourinho is one of the best football managers in the world, if you just look at his uh, record and what he's achieved and the trophies he's won in every team he's gone to, bar in Tottenham. Of course, that would be spursy of us to break his streak there. However, Jose Mourinho is one of those managers that it's his way or the highway. Now, as professional footballers, especially at a club like Tottenham, where we haven't won a trophy in a good couple of years, when a manager of his credibility comes to the club, and he tells you we need to play this style of football, and if you do that and you trust me, we will win a trophy. It all started started off great and it was very nice, and unfortunately, the soft soft spine of Tottenham showed again. And I'd like to say it was defensive errors, and that's why he chopped and changed his uh, centre back pairing so often because he just was not comfortable. I mean, Eric Dier is such a fantastic player. However, he had one of his poorest seasons in a Spurs shirt. Now, make no mistake, Eric Dyer loves Tottenham. The man puts his body really on the line. However, he made silly, silly mistakes and I think he became complacent in most of his games and I think that was the biggest downfall of his this season. Uh, we chopped and changed between uh, Davinson Sanchez as well as Toby Alderweireld. Now, we both all know that Toby is not the fastest player. However, he's one of the smartest players. He is the Rolls Royce of defenders no one can deny that so you need a fast pacy smart defender playing next to him who can cover him and unfortunately i just think our style of players couldn't match that and that's where our biggest downfall was along with that was the players attitudes now i love and bleed tottenham and i will support any tottenham player that wears the shirts and plays for the club however it doesn't change my feelings about some of the players and i do not wish them any ill However, there was a good couple of players that just went completely against Mourinho. And you can see they stopped playing for the team and the manager. And that unfortunately led to poor performances on the pitch and to the downfall of Mourinho. Uh, Many people say that, like, why don't they just sack the players? Well, unfortunately, the problem with that is you can't just go and sack 10 players that easily. It's easier to sack the manager and... um, instead of getting rid of all those players. Now that's been a problem at Tottenham for a good couple of seasons. That's exactly the reason why Pochettino was fired because those same players that underperformed for him underperformed for Jose Mourinho as well. And unfortunately, it was the downfall of Jose Mourinho. It was rather sad that when he was sacked, but I do know that um, it was the right thing to do in order to try and rescue some uh, top seven, top eight uh, credibility. And uh, Ryan Mason, a boyhood Tottenham fan, came in and did a fantastic job to steer the ship to the end of the season as interim manager. And we are currently in the process of looking for a new manager. Now many are saying Pochettino might make a shock return to Tottenham. Now I would be awful for that because out of all managers I've ever watched or learned or studied, Pochettino is one of my favorites. I love his style of management and I think he's still got a lot to offer. He absolutely loves Tottenham, which is exactly what you want. However, Daniel Levy, our chairman, is going to have to open the purse and give Pochettino the players he wants this time to make sure the rebuild happens and that we can challenge for some serious trophies. Another manager that we've been linked linked with is Conte. Now, Antonio Conte just went and won the league. I mean, what else do you want from the guy? The guy is also a proven winner. However, he's going to have serious demands if he joins Tottenham in terms of the players he wants. As you know, Tottenham don't like to spend money on players' wages, so we're going to be a bit stuck there so i think personally it's uh, between eric Hag, um pochettino and Conte on who we get as our next manager and lastly the talking league we ran a competition this season for the fantasy premier league on called the talking league and i'd just like to announce some of the winners well not the winners the, the top people but the number one winner coming in on 2322 points was nicola Krasmanovic, I hope I didn't say your surname wrong, with the team called The Sleepers, well done. You have won the Talking League, Fantasy League, this season, it was really, really good. I started off actually myself being number one, uh, but I think it was a fluke, and then I dropped down so badly, but well done to you, Nicola. Coming in second place, a good friend of mine, Chad. Chad Cohen, well done. His team was called Bruno How it is? Two thousand 2,304 points. And then in third, we had Gerard Swanepoel with Lingardium so obviously a Harry Potter fan, as well as a Jesse Lingard fan. Fourth was Arif Tulaba with Davids United. Fifth, another good mate of mine, Tahir Mayot, uh, with his team called Peppermint Crisp. I'm pretty sure that's got to do with your chocolate preference. And then sixth, James O'Reilly. Seventh, Precious Alazia. Eighth was Adid88. Interesting surname, Adid88. Ninth was Mtunzi. Vata and number 10 was Ian Hearn. So congratulations to all of you that played this season. It was a a rather interesting one. Um, I still think there's a a little bit of luck involved. However, that does not take away from the players that played the fantasy Premier League this season. You did fantastic. You made the right choices at the right times, uh, captained the right players because that's also very important. And I do believe the bench the bench boost is rather important, especially if there's a double game week and if you could have all your players, your starting 11 and your bench players, or four of them, if I'm not mistaken, playing in a double game week, you're definitely gonna be scoring some massive points. So uh, congratulations to all of you. In closing guys, I just wanna say thank you so much for all the support you've shown The Talking League. We're hoping to get our channel up and running again and start uh, bringing new videos on a weekly basis once again Obviously, with COVID numbers on the rise again, we won't be able to be with the rest of the host all the time. Um, So we'll be doing individual podcasts in the meantime. However, if you have any topics or questions or discussions, because I'm sure there's plenty out there that you'd like us to discuss on the show, or if you'd possibly like to join us on the show and we do a Zoom call, please send us your details either on Instagram or on our Facebook page. Let us know and we could hook up a, a little meeting and we could definitely... Um, look at doing something like that i mean there's so much to talk about with var the euros are coming up now um so maybe we're going to get a super brew going for the euros um yeah there's lots of football still to come and i'm already itching for the new premier league season so from me shane campbell the talking league i hope you all stay well safe and healthy look after yourselves and don't forget to like and subscribe this video